Welcome to Thrive, transformative strategies for the new year. The CLA virtual conference poised to redefine your approach to success. Today, we unite under the banner of innovation, ready to forge new paths in personal and professional growth. Each speaker today brings unique insights to propel us forward. Get ready to explore innovative strategies that will enhance your growth journey in 2024. I was working with my coach and uh, he asked, Eric, have you ever played Super Mario Brothers? I said, of course, I was a teenager in the 90s. He said, if you entered a contest where I could pay you $1 million for beating Super Mario Brothers and you can play the game on any level setting, easy, medium or hard, what setting would you set the game to? Me being the genius that I am, I said, easy, of course. He looked at me and said, exactly. Now, the same rules apply to your life, except you're not playing the game of life on easy. You continually put the settings on difficult mode. So get ready because my goal today is to help you realize that you too have an easy setting. And most likely, if you're not getting the results you dream of, it's because you're playing the game of life on difficult mode, just like I was. If we haven't met yet, my name is Eric Konovalov. I'm the founder of The Goal Guide, and I lead a tribe of excited, growth-minded entrepreneurs, relentless goal achievers. What I'm going to share with you has the potential to completely change your life, if you allow it to. However, the power is always within you, not any speaker, not a book, not the teacher. That's why when you look at a book like, you know, Thinking Grow Rich, on the cover here, it says, over 15 million copies sold. But we all know that over 15 million people who bought the book did not get rich. It's not about the book. The book itself has no power unless the person who reads it applies the principles to their life. And the same goes for us here. The power is within you. It's within you to apply it to your advantage. And if you choose to do so, you too will be able to set your life on easy mode. Here's the good news. I have nothing to sell you. I'm simply here to add massive value because my purpose in life is to help people live free, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, and physically free. I believe that a world where everyone is free to be, do, and have whatever they desire would be a magnificent place to live in. And I want to do everything I can to help create such a world. Today, I'm going to share with you three truths and I'm going to give you a few simple but powerful exercises that have the power to greatly transform your life if you decide to take action. The choice is always yours. So here we go. Truth number one, there's a universal law of cause and effect. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 7, whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. Every entrepreneur and sales professional understands that the more people they connect with, and present their products and services to, the more chances they'll have at growing their client base. That's not a secret. As a coach who works with excited, growth-minded entrepreneurs and salespeople, I often have conversations about business growth. Most of the time, towards the end of our sessions, these entrepreneurs will commit to making a certain amount of calls or taking a certain amount of actions, yet oftentimes when we meet for our next session, they say they didn't do what they said they were going to do. They didn't make the calls. When I ask why, I hear many reasons. Anything from I don't know to I didn't want to be a bother to people don't really like when you reach out to them cold. Now, since we can all agree that there's a universal law of cause and effect or sowing and reaping, 
we now must identify the true cause or where does the actual sowing begin? And this is the key to everything, my friends. Understanding this one little thing can open up so many doors for you. If you understand this one simple truth, you'll have in your possession the key to unlock any desire you want. You see, most people confuse action that we take or don't take as being the cause. In my example of coaching entrepreneurs and salespeople, someone would believe that making calls or not making calls is the cause and the effect is getting more business or not getting more business. And that's exactly what I used to believe. But the real question is, what caused them to not make the calls? I'll tell you what it was. It was, it was their BS. Now, that's not what you think it is. When I say BS, I mean belief system. It's what they thought about the situation that led them to taking or not taking a certain action. So the cause or the sowing, as the Bible says, is the thought, not the action. And the effect is the result they get. It may be a foreign concept. So let me give you another example. Everything begins with a thought. Everything. Everything starts out in a thought. If you look around your room, the computer you work on, the chair you're sitting in, the home you live in, the sticky notes on your desk, the paper clips and pens, the picture frames and posters, they all began in a thought. It all started with an idea. So the cause is never the action. The cause is the thought. The result, in this case, lack of clients, is the effect. So lesson one is when you're not getting the results you want, instead of asking, what can I do differently? You may find it more useful to take a step back, journal, meditate, or think on this question instead. What am I thinking that's causing me to have this result? This is what Carl Jung was talking about when he said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Dr. Joe Dispenza says that we think 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day, and most of them are the same thoughts we thought yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, we're operating our life on autopilot. Most of us don't know what we're thinking about, yet our thoughts are the root cause for all of our results, wanted or unwanted. Here's another illustration. When we plant an apple seed, we get an apple tree. <laughs> There's no arguing with that point. It's simple to it's impossible to plant an apple seed and have a lemon tree grow. We all we all know this, right? And understand that this may sound elementary, but bear with me here. If we came up to an apple tree that's already fully grown, and I asked you what seeds were planted here, you would quickly know that it was apple seeds. It couldn't have been any other seeds. Since most of us are not aware of the thoughts we think, we can look at our results and backtrack to what thoughts were we thinking that caused these results, similarly to looking at a tree and knowing what seeds were planted. A great question to ask ourselves is, are the thoughts I'm thinking helping me get closer to my desired results or further away? In the sales coaching example, the thought of, I don't want to be a bother, caused the person to not make the call. So I would argue that their thoughts are taking them further away from what they desire. He could have just as easily thought a different thought, a thought that's more in alignment with his desire of closing more sales. 
He could have chosen to think that his service is incredible and will help everyone who uses it. What if his dominating thought was that he would be doing people a disservice by not letting them know about his products or services? Imagine the conviction he would have if he chose to think that thought. You know what? Most of us don't realize this, but we can actually control what we're thinking about. I guarantee you, we can actually control and choose our thoughts. Here's an example. What did you have for dinner last night? You see, chances are that you were not thinking about what you had for dinner last night until I asked you the questions. And with a simple question, I was able to direct your thought from whatever you were thinking about to thinking about and remembering the dinner that you had. You, my friend, have the power to choose any thought you want. You don't have to think thoughts that are going to take you further away from your desired results. Before we go to truth number two, I want to give you an assignment. For the next week, I want you to pay attention to the thoughts you're thinking. If there's a thought that is negative, judgmental, or not aligned with who you want to become, I want you to write it down on paper and create a list. This is a great segue, by the way, to our next truth. Truth number two, who you're being will dictate what you're thinking. Steve Jobs said it best when he said, we can't connect the dots looking forward. We can only connect them looking backwards. Back in 2014, I found myself in a terrible mental state. I was what I now know to be a sad clown. Now, let me explain that. I had a great six-figure job, beautiful wife, nice house. I drove a five-series BMW, had the motorcycle I always wanted, and two beautiful children, my sons, Max and Mikey. As a matter of fact, if you look at my Facebook page from that time, you'll see that it was filled with motivational posts and incredible quotes. I was Mr. Positive on social media, and it was all a front. In reality, I felt like all the walls were crashing in on me. I hated my job. I didn't like where I was in life, but I had no idea of what I wanted. I just didn't want to be where I was. Every day I was sitting at DC traffic, going to a job that I hated, hoping they wouldn't fire me that day. I was happy on the outside and miserable on the inside. That's what I mean by sad clown. I knew something was off and I wanted help. So back then I hired Julie, an amazing life coach. As we began working together, the first thing she helped me create were goals that I needed to, to reach for. This gave me the motivation to wake up uh, every single mo morning, kind of have a purpose to my day. You know, <clears throat> as a matter of fact, something I always wanted to do, but was very scared to do was to write a book. So we set that as one of my first goals. I would wake up early in the mornings to work on my book, which is now called B2B Sales Secrets. And uh, it's selling on Amazon. Now, here's the question. Did I become an author after the book was published? Or did I have to become an author before the book was published or even better, before I began writing the book? The answer is I had to become an author before I ever began writing the book. Let me explain. The only people who write books are authors. <laughs> it's as simple as that. As soon as I created myself to be an author, I wrote that book. Before I had this realization, I would procrastinate in a terrible way. Why? Well, because of imposter syndrome. I didn't think I was an author. And so if I'm not an author, if I don't believe myself to be an author, why would I ever write a book? You see, every time I sat down to write that book without believing that I'm an author, I'd self-sabotage all day long. 
And it would be the most subtle thing. It would be the most subtle thing. I would sit down and write the book and then a thought would pop into my mind. Hey, you should see if that person responded to your email or let's check Facebook Marketplace for great deals or shouldn't I go and you know wash the dishes or something like that. And just like that, I would take my eyes off the book and subconsciously, I would go and do anything but write. I wasn't an author in my mind, so there's no point to writing a book. That's only for authors, right? The minute I changed my perspective and created myself to be an author in my own mind, I was able to write the book. Similar thing happened to me when I was training for a marathon last year. I initially decided to run a marathon because running was one of my weakest areas. When people ask me, why are you training so much? I'd say, because I hate running and I'm a terrible runner. And that's why I'm trying to run a marathon. The, in the interesting thing was that I would constantly get hurt during these training runs. Then one day, Julia, my wonderful wife, she overhears me saying that, that thing I just said to you, uh, to our neighbor. And she said, uh, how can you say that you're a terrible runner when you're running 50 miles a week? <laughs> and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was making it harder on myself. I was thinking I'm not a runner. I was being a terrible runner, yet I wanted to run a marathon. Those are two competing commitments. Once again, I was sabotaging myself. Remember, our thoughts dictate our results. The next day, I began telling myself that I was a marathon runner. That's why I'm training. After all, the only people who train for marathons are marathon runners. And I began to tell myself that I'm an amazing one at that. I'm proud to say that I did not get hurt after that. And I finished the marathon all 26.2 miles in just under five hours. Not bad for a terrible runner, right? That's why when we're goal setting and goal achieving, it's not about getting to a certain place. It's more about coming from that place. So here's another assignment, should you choose to accept it. Over the next few weeks, I want you to create a clear image in your mind of who you will be. Who are you going to be when you achieve all your goals, when all your dreams are, you know, when all your dreams come true, who are you? What will you be thinking at that point in your life? Who will you be hanging out with? What type of clothes will you be wearing? How long will you be showing up? How will you be showing up in the world? What clients are you serving? What legacy will you be leaving? What do you want to feel throughout your day? I want you to go into the sandbox of your mind and just play around with this image. If you can get a clear picture of that version of you, then you can start being that version of you now. You'll be able to come from that place. You'll have, the, you'll have that version of you as your filter through which you make all your decisions. Be that person today and the universe will take care of everything else. Now, this brings me to the final truth, truth number three. Being in a state of joy, love, and gratitude should be your number one goal each day. Let me, let me explain why. If you've ever heard of Bob Proctor's presentations, like if you've ever seen him on YouTube, if you've ever read his books, listen to any of his presentations, chances are you've heard him say that we're spiritual beings, we're gifted with an intellect, and we live in a physical body. Most people just accept that. I accepted that for years. Well, what does it mean to be a spiritual being? I understood that there's a spiritual component, that there's a spirit, and that's our connection with our higher power, which many of us call God. But what does it really mean to be connected to God or to be a spiritual being? And I found the answer 
once again in the Bible. If you look at Galatians 5, 22 and 23, it tells us exactly what a spiritual being is. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It tells us exactly who we are at our core. It's a blueprint for who we were designed to be, who we were created to be. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. That's who we are when we're connected to God. That's why we must strive to come from those emotional states and feel them as often as possible. Deep in our subconscious mind, we know that everything we want is because we want to feel good and having it. Let me repeat that. Deep in our subconscious mind, we know that everything we want is because we want to feel good in having it. We don't buy the car because we want the car. We buy the car because we want the way that car makes us feel. So feelings are the root of everything we thrive for. And here's the biggest truth. This truth will allow you to put your life on easy mode. We all have emotional values that we thrive to get to. And then we have emotional values that we want to get away from. For me, one of my emotional values, which is super important to me, is freedom. Yet I created rules for myself that for me to feel free, I would have to have a million dollars in my bank account, or I would have to be able to do, be, and have whatever I want, when I want, with whom I want. That's when I told myself I would feel free. This is me putting my life on difficult mode because if I don't have a million dollars in my account, then I don't feel free. But remember, we can create any version of ourselves we desire. We have the power to create any rules for our life that we want. And with the help of my coach, I created rules that placed my life on easy mode. Now, for me to feel free, I have a new set of rules. It's really cool. My new rules say that I feel free when I ride my motorcycle. My new set of rules say I feel free when I have lunch with my wife or go for a run or sleep in or wake up early or travel or go to the beach. That or is super powerful because it gives me options throughout the day to feel free on many different, in many different occasions in one day I can feel free. All these events make me feel like I'm free. And when I feel free, I show up and I serve differently. Another emotional value for me is feeling joy. Well, when I was playing life on difficult mode, I would have to have hundreds of people react with my social media posts for me to feel joy. You know that you know that feeling when you post something and nobody likes or comments on your post? Well, for me to feel joy, I needed hundreds of people to comment and interact with my post. That's playing the game on hard. Then I would have to get a new coaching client or have my kids tell me they love me to feel joy everything out of my control. All these, all of these things were out of my control. And if no one liked my video, then I would feel sad. And if my kids didn't notice me, I would feel worthless. So I set new rules for feeling joy as well. And I put it on easy mode. Now for me to feel joy, all I have to do is wake up. <laughs> I feel joy when I wake up. I feel joy when I see my kids. I feel joy when I see my wife, Julia, or when I eat ice cream, or when I watch a funny show with my family, or when I'm learning something new, or when I coach my clients, or when I give this speech, I feel joy. You see, we're always chasing a feeling. 
And if we set ourselves up to achieve those feelings in an easy way, we will live our life on easy mode. And that's a beautiful thing. If you'd like to explore your go-to and away from emotional values and learn how to place your life on easy mode, then let's connect. It's, it's definitely a process to understand that and get to that point. I'm on every social platform and I'm very easy to find. We also have a free Facebook community called Relentless Goal Achievers Community that you can join. So thank you for your time and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for engaging with this session of Thrive. As we continue with our next speaker, remember the insights and strategies shared are steps towards your transformative journey this year. Stay connected for more empowering talks. The Connected Leaders Academy is committed to your ongoing journey of growth and excellence. Remember, this journey is just beginning. Let's keep the momentum going. Join our community at www.connectedleadersacademy.com.